gentlemen, welcome back to the Rewind Wrestling Podcast here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. As you guys know, I am your host, Ted Cheney. I am the co-founder of the Rewind Wrestling Network. And with us today on the show is ACPW star. He's been with them for quite some time. His name is Marty Emmerich. He is formerly known as Corpse. Marty, it's nice to have you on the show, man. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. Oh man, you know, I just, we we were talking last week. It's funny, we we were chatting last week because you're in the promo battle thing we're doing right now, and uh, and we were chatting about that a little bit, and we were like, man, we should just be having this conversation on the show. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, it, you round know, it's two, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, that's right, that's right. He made it to round two. I forget who you're up against. Let me pull that up here uh, and take a look. Gabby Gilbert, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you're up with Gabby. Which should be completely fun because you two are complete opposites. <laughs> it is. It's funny, too, because uh, I, I first met Gabby in, like, 2005 when I broke in. And uh, she went by a different name at the time, which I dropped it in, in the promo. Um, so she went by uh, Roxy Cotton. And uh, I don't know if she, you know, uh, still likes that character. A lot of people that get rid of characters are like, ah, oh, that's old me. That's not me now. Like, right, right, right. Like, like I, I live in that character shadow. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, it's cool. So I'm just like, I don't even use that gimmick anymore. Stop calling me it. <laughs> like, like, BB Crab. Like, like, and then last, uh, the, the last promo battle, he just called me Corpse the whole promo. I said, dude, that's not even my character anymore. <laughs> oh, man. That's, but I'm, I'm excited to see what, uh, what Gabby sends me. And, uh, yeah, things are looking good, man. This promo battle is doing well. And, and I'm yeah, thankful for that. And, uh, you know, everyone should go out and support your your favorite wrestlers in the bracket. There's going to be a bracket video that comes out probably uh, next two days or so. Oh wow! So that'll be that'll be cool that the that that's going up there. So, Check it out, dude! It's some good stuff. Everybody yeah, there's there's some good stuff, and there's some real talented people there, which is really cool. Uh, you know, we had we had some people from from pretty far away. We had some people from from Florida jump in and. Um, one of them is still in it. Venetius is still yeah, in it. Yeah, I actually seen. I seen that the, the the dude from Florida beat a tie. Yeah, I didn't bring it though. <laughs> juggle nuts. Yes, everyone remember that. Tyreno <laughs> juggle nuts. I'm sure he's gonna love you promoting <laughs> that right now, brother. Oh man. So Marty, you know, you and I talked a little bit about your uh, your coming up in the business when we were talking last week, but uh. You know, but I didn't get a chance to really dig into it with you. Tell tell everybody a little bit about about you and how you came up in the business and uh, and, and what you've done, man. Oh man, it's been a journey. Uh, Sixteen years uh, It's a long, long time. I uh, I was a little kid. <laughs> um, always wanted to be a wrestler, and uh, I had a chance to uh, go to a school. It was a place called PWU. Yeah. Uh, the animal house is what the uh, the school was called. Everybody's got that, uh, you know, how we got the underground or the proving ground. Mm-hmm. That was their thing. And uh, I met a guy named uh, Trent Asset, God bless his soul, who's uh, one of my best friends. Uh, he was the one to train me how to wrestle originally. And then I'm, I got trained by a bunch of different people. <laughs> I'll try to drop some of the names down. But, uh, I mean, I've, it's been so long. You know, you work with people and they teach you something here and there. Not like nowadays, you stay with one trainer and a one home, you know, school. Uh, started with PW. Um, was a guy named Billy Real, uh, Johnny Cashmere, Trent Asset, and they're probably known as the Backseat Boys, Johnny and Trent. <laughs> Billy had his own thing going on, and uh, a guy named Rage. Um, There's so many, man. Uh, I eventually, I ended up leaving uh, PW. I only stayed there for um, a little over six months, 
and uh, I went to a school called uh, the Black Bullet, uh Wrestling Organization. It was ran by a guy. I'm not even going to drop his name because he did some real shitty shit. <laughs> um, so uh, I ended up working for uh, him for just a little bit. His personality, you know, eventually came to. And uh, I ended up leaving there and, and, and going to ACPW where I met uh, Charles for the uh, first time, uh, Gemini. And uh, I was just I was just working out at ACPW at first. And uh, I remember going to a gym one night, uh, going down to the gym. And uh, it was oof, it was under Brewster's, if you know where Brewster's used to be. Or if, even if it's mm-hmm. still there, I have no idea. Down at Delco. And uh, I was doing backflips because nobody showed up at the gym. So I put a bunch of things down. I was doing springboard moonsaults. And uh, I heard some voice in the back. Like, Do that again, motherfucker. <laughs> Turned around. It was, it was Charles. So uh, I was like, okay. And I did it again. He's like, you can't do it a third time. I did it a third time. Uh, at, at that point, I'm a lot thinner now. But at that point, I was 300 pounds <laughs> doing springboard moonsaults. That's why he was so impressed, I guess. So, you know guys that did moonsaults in spring anywhere they just went to the top rope and just did the regular moonsault mm-hmm. and uh so i met him and we ended up becoming really really good friends um he took me under his wing which a lot of uh vets don't really do to uh the quote-unquote greenies if you will and uh um we ended up doing a, a bunch of programs together in uh in the early days of acpw and and, and uh i mean my personal uh uh, opinion was um we we had probably one of the best feuds in uh in the company's history where it was uh, it was constantly a bloodbath you you if you came to see me at Charles work you were going to see some <laughs> and uh and it, it's been it's been a cruise ever since I worked a bunch of other different companies but uh ACPW I always kept coming back home so I got a tattoo to my arm um it, it is home that's awesome man that's awesome and uh you know I know recently in the uh in the last program that you were involved in with Charles you were kind of like working with him as as opposed to against him which was a, a complete change right like <laughs> it was weird cuz yeah we were sitting backstage and we were like dude we should just be sh-. we were talking about just swerving on each other <laughs> just uh, for old times sake <laughs> I, I talk to him uh, just about once a month anymore cuz he's a grandpa now so uh congratulations he actually just had his third grandson which uh, which is super awesome congrats oh, to his awesome, son Harry Oh, congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome, and, uh, man. Oh, it's so weird, too, because the son's got, like, all kinds of kids. And I, was, I remember Carrie was just a little, like, I mean, when I met Charles, I was only 18 years old. Right. And, uh, and uh, damn, I'm, I'm 34 now, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's a long time to know someone, especially in this business, you know. Uh, a lot of guys don't stick around that, that uh, long anymore. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Now, when when we chatted last time, uh, you were talking, you and I were talking about ring psychology and how how there's a lack of it now. And uh, such a bad like it's it's. I get I get really angry when I watch a match. Um, I'm not going to drop names. I don't want to hurt feels. Um, I guess this business is very sensitive anymore. Um. But uh, when, when you watch a match, it's uh, I don't want to see somebody take 74 fucking finishers. Finishers, a finisher for a reason. You use it one time, and that should be it. That's that's. I don't I don't want to see you know a cutthroat you know reverse DVD, and, and then right afterwards the guy no sells it and hits you with a destroyer. Right. Why? What? Why? And, and then fans are like, yeah, that, that looked it looked cool, but 
why did it happen? Why, why did you know so that you made him look weak? Plus you just hit him with, you know, a, a pretty sick move, you know, mm-hmm. just to have him know something hit you with something, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it makes, it makes the uh, workers look weak and, uh, it's awful, and I hate it. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, you know, I uh, I was thinking about that conversation that you and I had as I was watching NXT last week, um, because I think when we had that conversation, it might have been like the end of two weeks ago. And uh, I was thinking about that conversation, actually, during Drake Maverick's match on NXT last week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well well, wait a minute, these guys haven't hit each other with anything so big yet that it doesn't make sense. Let me pay attention to how this match is working right now, right? And I was like, wow, they actually did something that meant something. My goodness, this is fresh and new, you know? Because, <laughs> you know, and I love AEW, man. I love, I love the people that work AEW. I think, that, I think the world of the show, I think that there are tremendous performers. I just think that it's all about excitement and not about storytelling, you know? And I, I've said that since the first time I, I watched the show. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I love the product. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's minimum storytelling. And I feel that they're going a different way because, you know, you, I mean – ever since I was, you know, teenager growing up, I don't really watch too much uh, professional wrestling anymore. If I catch it on TV, I'll, I'll check it out, of course. But um, mm-hmm. I don't go searching for it anymore. But um, you remember when, when Raw would start? It, it, it was damn near an hour of, of, of just talking. And, and then you might see a squash match and then some more talking. I mean, I think the whole show out of a four-hour show, you, you might have got to see four matches. Yeah. Yeah. And – uh. I feel that that's why AEW is doing the way they are because they're like, oh no, we, we can tell the story in the ring. So what's the point of sitting on the mic all night mm-hmm. <clears throat> and build it where the psychology and shit comes in? You're like, hey, wow, dude, these guys are actually working an arm. Oh wow, and he's selling it, and he's continuing to work the arm and work a body part, tell the story, build the foundation, and then you know give the fans something to say, something to talk about. Right, and I agree that that's happening with certain players that have been around the business in AEW. But a lot of times I feel like it's just, it's a lot of flashy spots. That- yeah. I feel that that's just giving the young kids their shine, you know, cause I'm like, I mean, a lot of AEW, you got, you got a, a, a great amount of, of a veteran talent there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel that they're the, they're the ones, you know, pretty much passing the torch to these young guys. Might mm-hmm. as well give them the shine. Let them, you know, because I mean, we all broke into the business too. I mean, I'm myself, and uh, when I broke in, my, my tag team partner at the time, Badass Mark or uh, Mark Angel now, if you, if you will, <laughs> um, we we always wanted to do some crazy, like you know, like mm-hmm. see how much crazy we could do because we were only 18. Uh, I think he was like 22 or something. He's a few years older than me, but that, we were we were we were kids. Right. That's why I feel what these kids are, are doing right now. They're, they're just kids, and then they can actually do the things that, you know, the, the older guys want to do, but, you know, the older guys know where to put it. <laughs> yeah. In a form of uh, building a match, building a foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So one of the things that uh, that I like to just kind of get perspective on 
um, when I talk to people is, is what they would think their worst bump was. Like I was talking to Venetius from CCW down in Florida and he was like, I always wanted to be like Kane. And I wanted to do that, wrap my arms around the ropes and do the backflip and land on my feet thing. And I completely messed it up and I landed all on my ribs on the, on the ring apron. And I have, I was like black and blue all the way down to my knees and all the way up to my pecs for, you know, for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my uh, see, I, I had a similar story that with, with the backflip. I, I used to take the clothesline in battle royals is, is usually where I, I did it, where you take the clothesline and you backflip over the top, mm-hmm. and you try to land on your feet safely. Uh, we were at um, was a battle royal at uh, uh Saint Bonner High School, and uh, uh, it was like a twenty man battle royal. I wasn't even supposed to be in it, but I was so friggin' drunk that I was like, I want to be in the battle royal, so I ran out and. <laughs> ran in the ring and a uh, uh, Kwame hits me with a clothesline over the top rope and uh, I try to do the backflip look all cool and shit. So I was like maybe like 20, 22 at the time, and I caught both knees on the apron on the 18 footer, the 18 foot Sutton ACPW big boy ring, and uh, both knees and I, I catapult backwards. I smack my head flat on the mat or, on, or the ground rather and out cold, out, out friggin' cold. And uh, next thing I know, I got security helping me up and, and carrying me in, into the locker room. And I deserved it because you don't do shit like that. <laughs> you live and learn. That's that's a that's a great story. <laughs> man, oh, man. That's that's awesome. Um, so but, uh, you, you've been in for uh, for 16 years. You know, I have to imagine that you've worked uh, you've worked. In the same in the same locker room as some uh, some people that we've seen on the on the television circuit at some point, man. So uh, yeah, I tell mean, us about uh, some of your 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 big name experience there. Uh, my first actual bump was uh, Sandman at PWU, and we were a bunch of students. We were doing a run in, and uh, Sam. I mean, like a lot of people. I don't know if a lot of people like actually met Sandman, but like he looks smaller on TV. When you stand next to him, that guy is a he's a monster. Like he's a good six five six six. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I meet him for the first time. I'm looking up. You know, I'm only five ten and a half, I think. <laughs> uh, I don't have the three inch lifts, so well, my my size is me. <laughs> um, so uh, he's like, yeah, we're just. Uh, he comes in. He's he's already tanked on, on a case of beer. He's working on a second case of beer. Budweisers. He's got it hooked under his arm. He's grabbing cans out. He's chugging them while he's talking to us. We're all like, oh my god, we're in the ring with Sandman tonight. Look, like, looking back now, I ain't in the fucking ring with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even stand up, but it, let alone swing a swing a cane. But oh yeah, like he is dead on with the cane. By the way, like he cane the hell out of us. That, that was one time. Um, uh, another time, I, I got to work. Um, Axel Rotten at a show I wasn't even supposed to be on. The guy, the guy that was supposed to be in my spot, it was a tag team match. Um, the guy ended up not no showing or overbooking himself and i just happen to have my gear always bring your gear to a show <laughs> and uh they're like oh you want to be in the main event tonight it's uh you and uh i forget who how my tag team partner was i think it was doyle day um and uh versus uh ray alexander and uh axel rotten and uh that dude's chair shot is no joke by the way but it it, it comes full force and it, it hurt a lot but um I got to work him. I got to work a lot of cool people. Um, I, the Dream Team, uh, Greg Valentine and uh, Bruce Bar Beefcake. I, I got to work them guys. And uh, oh, that's cool. That was awesome. I uh, 
I was uh, still a fairly young kid. Uh, I think I was maybe 24 at the time. And um, we're backstage and uh, doing what wrestlers do, just having a good time, talking about the match. I get out there. I was nervous. Like me, once in a blue moon, just like I fucking watched you guys when I was a kid. Yep. And you know now now I'm in the ring with you and uh, it's me and Helder Skelter, ACPW Hall of Famer Helder Skelter. Love you, Rocky. Um, <laughs> there's uh me and Rocky were uh we're in the match and and I'm in, I'm in the ring with uh Valentine. I get him in the corner and he's like, "Hit me, kid." So I'm I'm, I'm hitting him. I I got too into it because I grabbed the back of his head and I went for a punch and I socked him right in the <laughs> face. <laughs> and I knew it was coming. So he pushes me back, and, and Greg the Hammer Valentine overhand palm smacks the shit out of my face, and he says, all right, kid, we're good. Let's get back to it. I'm like, all right, sir. <laughs> That's perfect. So, Hits was super professional with it, too. I knew the receipt was coming. I was expecting it, and then he didn't, and he didn't go any further than that. He gave me my receipt and then kept the professional and went back to the match. That's awesome. And I was super light with him for the rest of it. Uh... <laughs> That's... That's awesome. <laughs> oh man so uh you know one of the things that that i like to do before we kind of you know just just talk shop a little bit you know talk about you know kind of some things that that are happening and some things that um that we'd like to see happen and stuff like that is i have a little game all right okay. so i've got this this ghetto bucket that i oh, made when quarantine list. started called yes. the bucket list all right no, i've got the bucket list I've got 40 questions in here about professional wrestling, right? Okay. And uh, it could be something as simple as what's your favorite finisher, or it could be something as intricate as, all right, so tell me which one was really better, DX or the NWO, and why? Okay. <laughs> so, like, okay. like, like some, of it, some of it's – like, DB got me in a little bit of trouble when he answered who was in the, who's in the Hall of Fame but shouldn't be. Because uh, because he, he went on a rant about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, so I'm I'm gonna pull out three three questions for you here. All right, let's see what we got. Uh, no pay per view coming up to do pay per view predictions. All right. <laughs> Lo and behold, I pulled it right out of the bucket. Which one is better, DX or the NWO, and why? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man that is a that is a and, tough, tough and, and when we're talking about this we're talking about 96 97 dx yeah, nwo I mean, like, we're not talking about NWO, you know yeah. reiterations and the, the whole wcw the locker room bull <laughs> yeah no you're, just, you're talking about the war the yeah the rating war yep oh man um they were both so good but I feel the writing on the DX behalf was 100% gold. Um, with the amount of talent, you had Michaels and you had, you know, the, the, uh, Billy Gunn and, and then Road Dogg and, and China. And, and it was, it was um, and, and I mean, of course, Triple H. But, uh, and they were all in the prime, prime time of their career. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would have to give it to, um, to DX. Uh, even though, you know, NWO was great too, though, with Hogan and, 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 um, and, uh, Razor and, and, uh, Hall, or Hall and Ash rather. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but I just feel they were, they were already on their way out. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. 
here's here's my thing with the NWO. NWO DX was NWO 2.0. You know what I mean? Like, and the NWO started the realism of what became the Attitude Era for everybody. Yeah. And 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 DX kind of took that and a made fun of it, which was perfect. Yeah. And B and, 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 took it and, and and took made themselves into characters that weren't gimmicks. They were just characters. Exactly. And and it, which was weird too because like like. Their DX characters and their actual characters are, are two different people. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's funny is I, I'm watching. So while I work uh, for for school every day, I um I just I I throw a pay per view up, you know, a pay per view or two up, and I just let it run in the background, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's really funny because so I started with SummerSlam 2002, and I've been working my way forward. So I'm right now I'm on Vengeance. 2006 right wow yeah like i've watched every pay-per-view from the wwe during that time frame um and uh it's really funny because i mean i'm first of all Shawn michaels is my my number one pick of all time right um but i i'm one of the people that says that Shawn michaels second run with the company when he came back in 2002 was his best run with the company i think that's where he did his best work yeah um and it's funny because i i watched him change from Shawn michaels that came back in 2002 to dx Shawn michaels in 2006 and i'm like wow they really are two completely different people <laughs> i feel like uh yeah i i feel like he had a, so much fun with it too because he got to be that legit dickhead yep and um yep and I think that's everybody's dream. I mean, when, when I when I finally got to go heel, it was like Shawn Michaels was like always, yeah, Shawn Michaels as the kid. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel Shawn Michaels was such a better heel than anything. And uh, and the guy could sell his friggin' ass off. I was actually just watching uh, the uh, the Hogan Shawn Michaels <laughs> WrestleMania match. <laughs> was WrestleMania SummerSlam, SummerSlam, SummerSlam. There you go. Yep. It was it was ridiculous, and, yep. and especially the corner the corner bump front flip, you know, and and when when he stood up after the big boot and ran in circles and then monkey rolled, it was yep. it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's one of my favorites, man. One of my favorites. All right, I got two more here for you. Okay. What is your guilty pleasure in wrestling? <laughs> oh man. Um. Mm. I'm gonna go. Um, I mean, I don't do it so much now, but uh, uh, death matches and hardcore um was what I did, and and I had so much fun with it, which is why I'm constantly wearing a hat. If you know, like, see all friggin' scars on my forehead, they're all you know, ground beef up. You know, I'm a lot of people are like, oh man, you, you got a bunch of wrinkles. No, nah, man, if you squint and you come closer, it's, it's a blading. It's like it's just a bunch of blade marks. And mm-hmm. um, I, I would have to say, uh, hardcore hardcore wrestling was uh, is probably my number one guilty pleasure in professional wrestling. I just, I just love the style. I love the uh, in your face. The, it gives the crowd something you know to look at. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of uh, actual workers, you know, shun upon it, but uh, same guys that were you know <laughs> on it five, six years ago, we're the ones doing it now. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. So 
one of the things that Will and I talk about, and he actually just texted me about it today, was um, he's like, man, going back and watching this stuff from the early and mid-2000s with all the unprotected chair shots makes me cringe like crazy now. And like, you know, I, I, thankfully, I've never taken an unprotected chair shot, but. <laughs> um, I've, I've had uh, seven plus concussions from them. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, when, when I was young, game, doing all the death matches and whatnot, I was like, you don't, you don't think of what tomorrow is going to bring. I, I, I don't have any kids. I, you know, I was, I was wrestling for practically a living for the most part uh, for, for a few years. I was constantly on the road, constantly in the hotel room. So <laughs> doing, doing, you know, hardcore. Um, it paid better than if you were to do a 20 minute match because mm-hmm. you, you were, you know, putting your, your, uh, practically putting your body on the line. But, uh, once in a while I'll get like a really bad migraines, maybe about once a month. Um, and it's all because of chair shots. And I blame Charles for 90% of the unprotected chair shots, but uh, I did the same to him. It was, it was just, the. um, I mean, it sounds stupid now like thinking looking back on him like oh man i should have you know threw an elbow up or something tried tried to protect my hand or whatever but um it was all about how would the crowd look at it mm-hmm. you know back then it was still kayfabe everybody knows it's fake now so you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but back back when there was kayfabe uh you know if you were in the, outside in the ring and you say you're at an acpw show me and charles are right in front of you i'm gonna smack you in the face with a chair nine out of ten if it was me taking or him taking it, he wasn't gonna put his hands up because he wanted them just like oh man that dude just got smoked with that chair mm-hmm. bringing the uh the whole illusion of wow this is a real fight yeah you know yep and something to go home and talk about oh man you see that guy get smoked with a chair now he's <laughs> bleeding all over the place and yeah that's but looking back it was very very dumb um i do a Hardcore matches once in a blue moon now because it, it definitely does catch up to you. So all the young guys out there, that <laughs> catches up to you, brothers. Uh, I, I, I promise you. I hear that, man. All right, last one from the bucket list here. Who do you wish got a push but didn't? I, w- I would have to say Al Snow. Hmm. Um, a hell, a hell of a talent, but used so poorly yeah um and you know i'm <laughs> a lot of guys don't you know uh, you know that the name al snow the wwe al snow but if you actually go and look back to, to early al snow he could work his balls off I, mm-hmm. I i think they made him a complete joke when they brought him up to the fed mm-hmm. um but yeah i would have to say al snow 100 percent. yeah mine people people have asked me that and i say shane helms you know <sighs> Like, hurricane, yeah, because because I mean, he the hurricane gimmick was was cool and it was over, you know, it was funny and it was great. But talk about a guy that can work any style of match. Yes. Talk about a guy who can do almost anything in the ring. You know, crazy, just so yeah. good. I mean, his his early WCW days, he was fantastic, mm-hmm. and then uh, I, he was Helms for a little bit in in uh in WWE, and then he, when. He got the uh, the hurricane gimmick, which was over a <laughs> by the way. But um yep. it, it wasn't a pushable character. Right. It was more of a joke. You know, right. for little kids. Kinda like how, you know, with Stardust. You yep. know. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, the kids are gonna love this. It was it was a merchandise, you know, scheme mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. More or less than, hey, we're gonna use this guy for his actual talent because he was actually talented as all hell. Still right. is, you know. 
Right. Yeah. And, and you know, the only thing that, that kind of gives me a little sense of, well, it's twofold is that those merchandise sales, those guys see those merchandise sales even after they're gone from the company. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. well, they, yeah, well, they still see that royalty in. money. Yeah. So, so, so nice even though, check every month. <laughs> exactly. So even though Shane Helms isn't necessarily, you know, getting paid by the WWE on a regular basis. Now that he's not a producer anymore because he got furloughed, you know, he's, um, you know, he's still making that, He's still making that money for the for the merch yeah, for the hurricane well, I'm merch. I'm sure it's a pretty nice chunk of change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, you know we got a we got some you know some activity happening on the ACPW Facebook page where they're saying get ready we're coming back. I've been hearing some uh, some rumblings about stuff coming coming out on the YouTube. Maybe some old footage coming out soon. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing seeing some maybe some stuff coming out and and uh, and getting updated and thrown up on the webs on the interwebs there man I'm certainly excited to see some uh, some more Marty Emmerich aka Corpse work for sure uh, we are coming up on that half hour mark so I I want to I got to get this get this thing coming around here but what I want to what I want to say is for everybody first of all you know check out Marty's promo he uh he did a promo in our first round of our promo battle uh just a couple weeks ago that was up there voting is closed for that first round but he did move on so Marty's going to be going up against Gabby Gilbert like we talked about at the at the top of the show and uh and Marty is you know that that video is going to go up you know, probably next week, as soon as I, as soon as I get everything from everybody in, I'll start pumping those out. So uh, go and, and check out Marty's second promo, which is very fun. I had a chance to take a look at it when he sent it to me yesterday. Uh, you know, he, he stays that heel and I love it. Um, you know, so check, make sure you check that out and uh, you know, give him, give him a, a like, a follow on uh, on social media all that stuff will be in the description here on the youtube channel and also on wherever you're finding this podcast whether it's apple Podcasts or anchor or spotify whatever it's in the description below so make sure you check that out make sure you check out acpw you know uh marty's home fed uh where i also do some commentary work and and some beside, behind the scenes type of stuff uh you know such great great product coming out out there and uh you know what i what i really want to see what I really want to see the payoff I want from Marty Emmerich in 2020 or 2021 is you against violator, man, because oh, man. I want it. I want I, it. I, you don't know how bad I wanted that match last year before all this happened. That, that was, that was going to be the, uh, the deal breaker for ACPW that year. Um, I was so excited for it. And there was, I had a lot of fans hit me up too on my Facebook page. They're like, dude, you and Violator is going to be sick. I'm like, I already know. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and uh, just to have it just clipped out from under us really, really sucked. Oh, man. I, I need that payoff. That payoff needs to be in my life like yesterday. It's, it's was, bad, man. So much we were going to do. It was, uh, I couldn't wait. I'm looking forward to calling that match. Like that's, that's like, I was super excited to call Stryker and Richards because it's like, it's Stryker and Richards. Cool. Right. But I was really excited to call me and Two-Face Violator, man. I got to try and get him on the, I got to try and get him on the show eventually, but I feel like he's going to yeah. do some weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll show up on the show with nothing but a goddamn barbecue apron on, you know, like barbecue what the fuck? Apron and the mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. Oh folks, we have we have so much stuff coming up on the uh the Rewind Wrestling Network here. We've got uh so Will and I are debuting a new show this week actually. Uh we're filming it on Thursday night and it's going to be called Talking Shop and uh we're going to be doing a, what looks like it's going to be a three-piece uh segment about all about the Royal Rumble and what makes a great what makes for a great battle royal situation and what does not make for a great battle royal situation and kind of the history of what battle royals are and how they've been used. Um, because what we found is a lot of our audience are wrestling fans and their significant others are not wrestling fans. It's like, why do you waste your time watching this stuff? And then we go, well, it's kind of cool if you think about it this way and that way. And then this is going to kind of be like our, hey, well, here's some thought process behind what's going on. And we're not just talking about it out of our butts. So... (laughs) So we're going to do a show called Talking Shop. It's going to be a little bit, of, little bit of that kind of stuff, which I'm, I'm super excited about. It's going to have like a, a table for three kind of uh, feel to it from the WWE Network, which is going to be cool. Uh, we've got more Battle Royal stuff. Round two is coming up. We've got our Elite Eight up there. Uh, we've got Sean Raymond versus Ivy. We've got Marty and Gabby, like we've already talked about. We've got King Blackie and Des Monroe. And we've got Venetius and Johnny O. So those four matchups are coming uh, sometime in the next week and a half or so. We've got an episode of Jolton Joe that we filmed last night where we had King Blackie on. That'll be up on Friday at 6 p.m. We've got uh, and we've got another Wrestle Game Rewind coming out this week. So we've just got a, a ton of stuff coming out, and the website's coming up uh, this week. I was putting some finishing touches on it before we went on the air tonight, and uh, that'll be up at the end of this week as well. So, guys, please make sure that you are checking out everything for the Rewind Wrestling Network and make sure that you guys are uh, liking, you know, sharing, commenting, subscribing. Please, for the love of God, please subscribe to the, to the channel. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I, I got to come around and say, Marty, thank you so much for dude, jumping on with us you, and having man. fun today, man. Dude, this was a blast. It really was. And I really appreciate you having me on and having me talk you know, old man rambles pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. This but, uh, is, yeah, is why really we're here. This in the comment section. That's why I'm there for pretty much everything, man. Yeah. I mean, you're busting your balls on all this, man. Like, I give it to you. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that, man. It's getting, it's getting to be a little bit big for, for a one person team. Thank God that Will took the reins on the, on writing out all the stuff for the, for the talking shop show, man, because it's, it's getting to be, it's getting to be a bit much, but work, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I give it, you, you, and you've only been around a year, right? So yeah. you, you're putting in the work and trying to build this, man. I, I, I give it to you. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, man. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening to the rewind wrestling podcast here on the rewind wrestling network it's been a pleasure talking wrestling with marty emmerich formerly known as corpse from acpw here this evening and we will catch you guys next time